Welcome to the New Hanover GOP podcast. I am your host, Rule Sample. Today I talk with Josie Barnhart, candidate for the Board of Education. We talk about a whole host of issues and how Josie and the rest of the Republican candidates can restore quality education to our children through empowering parents and keeping teachers and staff accountable. I am so happy to be joined by Josie Barnhart, one of our candidates for school board. Josie, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing better than I deserve, to quote another podcaster. It's good to have you on board. We're going to start by saying you, like a whole bunch of other people across the country, are a newbie to politics. But why are you jumping into the political ring? My background is in education. And so my daughter got to start school as a kindergartner in 2020, which, as you can imagine, was not how I envisioned in my head what our kindergarten year would look like, Um, not being allowed to set foot in the classroom, not being allowed a tour of our building. Um, I eventually pushed back and we got to see the classroom before she started school. Wait, 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 Um, wait, wait, wait. You were bringing your kid, your child to a school district, a school that that you were going to not see your child for how many hours a day and they wouldn't even let you see the building on the inside? New Hanover County did not allow um, for tours um, and it was not until people like me got vocal to push back that they allowed small group tours for our elementary students. And we were only allowed in the building for a 10 minute time period. But just imagine a child starting in a new school, a new district coming into a building. They've never seen these people. They're masked up. How do you teach your kids about good guys and bad guys and what it looks like? And you don't know anybody. So what it is. So we had a lot of interesting conversations come up um, that we didn't expect with our kindergartner of just Here's how you identify somebody who works for the school district because everybody's face is covered. So, I, you know, I reached out to the principal of saying, should I expect um, certain masks on the staff so that I can tell my child this is what you need to look for when going into the building? This is the these are the teachers. These are your allies. And, you know, um, she informed me everybody would be wearing a badge. And so I talked to my daughter about that. Um, but, yeah, it was it was um a difficult situation for my daughter because she was very anxious. She didn't know anybody and they weren't allowed to, they had to be six feet apart when they were able to go back to school in October um, because they started the year virtual. And so I got into politics because I had six months of my daughter in a virtual school learning setting, which was not ideal for small learners at all. Um, And then in January of 2021, I really felt called um, to speak up because my background is teaching our low-income students in Title I schools. And uh, if we're talking about the groups of students who are falling through the cracks, it's that large or kids who are already at the most at risk. And so I started pushing back because the narrative that was coming from our current board um, was hate, was discussed at people who even had the audacity to challenge the system. And it became this environment of teachers versus parents. And I said, this is not how it's supposed to be. Now you were a te- you were a teacher, mm-hmm. and that's interesting that you say it has become an attitude of teachers versus parents. Is it teachers versus parents? Is it school board versus parents, or is it a mixture of both? Uh, well, it should not be, and that's why I started speaking up. And so, um, 
what I have found is we have political activists in our local teachers union, hmm. and they actually released a video, and it was a statewide Zoom call, how these representatives were bragging about how their relationship was so good with the board of education that they were able to keep our schools closed. These were teachers in our County bragging about keeping our elementary school um, students. Cause what happened was in January of 2021, our students were supposed to go back to school and they, they switched six days before they said, never mind, you're not going back to school full time. We're going to we're going to keep this hybrid program of two days a week going to school. Wow. And um, this this video got released of a statewide Zoom call of um, our NHCAE representatives bragging about how uh, they kept our schools closed. This parents were not educated. Parents were tired. They just wanted a babysitter for their children. And I got very angry because um educators and parents should be working together so that education growth can happen for our kids. And so I decided to send those video links to every single principal in our county. And I um, expressed a very detailed email about how um, upset I was as a parent and a former educator that this kind of behavior was allowed and tolerated here in New Hanover County because I am not uneducated as a mom who wanted my child back in school. I am not lazy I am not um, inconsiderate. And so I really pushed back on these narratives that were coming from our board. Um, And the more I got involved, the more I realized we need somebody who is able to push back and be compassionate, but also demand accountability. And so that's why I'm ultimately here. What was the reaction from the principals to that video that you sent? Well, I started um, cold calling them too, actually. And so (laughs) I, I had about... Three of them answered the phone and talked to me because I said, I want, I want to know, um, one of the, one of the teachers on the video said New Hanover County was not prepared. They were not prepared to bring our students back. And I said, did you, and these were the questions I asked. I said, did you feel like you were prepared in the process of what we needed to do to bring our kids back full-time, not asking if they were scared or whatever, but did you feel like we had a plan in place, a process we were able to articulate was happening? And of the three that answered my phone call, they all said, yes, we absolutely did feel like we were ready to do it. Um, You know, obviously nerves were high, tensions were high, Mm -hmm. um, but that's, you know, with part of the times of what we're living in. One of the things, Josie, that we've been talking about, uh, we talked about it on last week's podcast, and we've been talking about it in all of our emails to folks, is that the Board of Education race is all about crossing party lines because no matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent, we all want what's best for our children. What are the big areas, the big topics that you are facing as you race, as you run for this position? And what are the the topics that parents are talking to you about as well? Sure. So, um, you know, one of the big talking points I see is how we pay our staff. And so that is something obviously I'm passionate about. I want to make sure that our staff, not only our educators, but our cafeteria workers, our bus drivers, everybody that's involved in the system, our secretaries, um, they help make the system work. And so we need to have quality people. We need to have consistent people for our kids because that's going to help with student success. 
there are so many issues right now from we have some parents talking about mental health support, um, of that being the key issue for their child. And so how how does that look like without overstepping school boundaries and make sure that line for our parent is not crossed? Um, my big concern that I have voiced a lot of opinion on is the curriculum and the content. And so the history standards that were passed in 20, in the summer of 2021, I actually pushed back on those at a state level because I did not want to see them passed. And the reason why is it was an inquiry-based program, meaning teachers have flexibility to teach what they want to teach. In addition to that concept, what they did was they condensed two years of American history into one, the State Board of Education. And they also allowed for terminology, and I'll tell you some of them, and they did not specify a grade level. The state did not, meaning the state is saying and has approved that you are allowed to talk about these topics in any grade level when teaching history. And the glossary words include gender identity, hmm. include systemic racism. They include, um, they crossed out white privilege and they changed it to be just privilege um, stereotypes and marginalization. And so when you have topics of saying, compare a time in history where a marginalized individual, you know, was, um, discriminated against or whatever, you have interpretation of what that looks like and how you implement it. And I was very frustrated. Um, Ms. Justice was one of the representatives on the curriculum committee, and there were multiple people in the curriculum committee here in New Hanover County that said, how are we going to ensure quality, unbiased, consistent teaching across our district? This was brought up as a concern by our educators, by our people in central office. That concern was never expressed to the board via um, via that board member. And um, that's downright irresponsible because hmm. when we have an issue that we know could be bad or could be an issue that, and in my opinion, political activism to flourish, um, what we need to do is we need to have accountability for it. And so um, as a state pass these standards, it's our job to implement them. Um, but then how can we bring accountability so that we're not teaching skewed history um, in either direction? One of the other changes that summer is they, they actually lowered the standards of our AIG which is our high achieving students. And it used to be a standard on merit. You know, you had to enter into a program based on a certain grade level. Um, but what they changed the verbiage to be is no longer about merit, but a, the teacher selection with a heavy emphasis on diversity. And wait, wait, wait a minute. So I was in the gifted program and uh, all throughout high school and, and, and in middle school. So I had to maintain a certain GPA. I had to maintain certain standards of studying and 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 progress and or else I was kicked out of the AP programs. You're saying now that if you're in an advanced program you are there because the teacher thinks you're okay for that and not based upon your merits? I'm saying the state has passed that. So is it currently playing out in New Hanover County? I'll tell you I'm foreshadowing it's going to be I've heard conversations with our um, equity, diversity, and inclusion committee chair that she wants to look at all of our magnet programs because the demographics aren't diverse enough. 
Um, and I'm going to push back on that. I've already been vocal to, with people of, of warning, hey, we need to be looking at this happening because what we do whenever we put kids into a program that they're not academically prepared for is we're going to set them up for failure. And so there's always been a caveat how the standards was written. You had a program that you had to get in with a certain merit, but there was always a caveat. If there was a student that a teacher felt like really would be successful in the program, but didn't quite make the cutoff, they had the flexibility to put that student in the program. I have been frustrated with the lack of accountability to education, hmm. we've been seeing through the lens of demographic makeup and at large in our county, it's been about race um, rather than academic merit and rather than academic intervention and rather than academic foundation, we're seeing through the lens of, well, the demographics don't look good. And when you step back and you think about it, as an educator, I just want to say, why? This is not at all how I would teach my kids. I would not say all of my Hispanic students learn this way. All of my white kids learn this way. All of my black kids learn this way. I think about what it means to teach different types of learners, audio learners, visual learners, kinesthetic learners. And I teach, I create a lesson with that in mind, not a skin color or demographic makeup character trait of students. All of this, whether it is the the gender policies at school, whether it's what we're teaching in our classrooms, uh, accountability at our school board level, one of the big things that this all comes down to is it seems to have all excluded one of the major forces in education, and that's parents. When you get on the school board, you're going to be part of the government agency. How are you going to make sure that parents are not just a voice, but the voice in the education of their kids? Well, I think part of it, since the school system has slowly crept into the mental health side of things, um, I think reestablishing where the boundaries are. Um, And there's, there's a lot to dive into that. And I'm going to do my best to do it very quickly. One is ensuring that any sort of mental health or medical health decision is being made that the parents are doing it, not the school system itself. Hmm. Um, We've seen surveys be crept into our school system. And, but before we started doing the surveys, you know, we conveniently changed the policy to not be a parent consent required. It's a oh, well, parents can opt out if they want to, meaning we don't need your permission. We're going to survey these children. Um, and if you catch it, you can tell you can tell us you don't want your kid to be a part of it. There's no formal documentation process for that. Um, so you're just going to have to trust us that we're doing it. And so, you know, rectifying that of making sure that if we're going to survey children, which I don't really think we need to, um, that we're getting parental consent. Uh, right now, as far as all the committees are developed, there is not a formal process for how to get on these committees. It's basically has been the committee board representatives get to choose who's on these committees. So we need to do a better job clearly outlining how parents are getting involved in these committees and having um, a standard so that 
no matter who wants to apply to these committees can be on it. And another thing I would like to see is we have a lot of things that get voted on on month to month. And I think it would be a great addition to actually have uh, a Google form, if you will, to say, if this is what the board is voting on policy 745 or whatever it is, and parents can leave feedback for that specific policy. Hmm. So we can have direct correlation and it's really easy to get an input of, Hey, this is all the feedback that I got on this. So obviously people can email the board and I'm absolutely encourage you to email me if I get elected and have conversations over the phone and things like that. But I think that we can streamline some of these processes to include parents. But I think it's been one of those things that's been frustrating for parents and myself as one of, as, has been one of them is feeling like the things that I want for my kids cannot happen if I keep them in the public education system. And my question and part of my motivation for running is why? I just want my kid to have a quality education. So if I say I don't want somebody talking to my kid about sexual orientation, then I shouldn't have to worry about that because that's not the job of a teacher. I don't, you don't go to school and academics and trying to teach math or science or history and sexual orientation is the leading conversation because that does not make or break how you educate children. And so I, it's been, it's been frustrating because the narrative has been, if you push back, if you challenge in any way, shape or form, you are not inclusive. Therefore you are, you know, insert bad name here. And I just want to give hope to parents that you are not alone in saying, I'm going to challenge this. And I should not be punished by my my school or my teacher for pushing back and asking questions and gaining clarity and saying, no, thank you for my child. Um, And so I, you know, I have always told my kids, I would never ask you to do anything that I would not do myself. And so I'm putting myself in the hot seat and I have been pushing back and I have been leading with compassion, but demanding accountability. And that's what you're going to see coming to the Board of Education. Talking with Josie Barnhart, candidate for school board here in New Hanover County. I think one of the big things, one of the big outcomes from COVID is that parents woke up. And I think we're seeing this all across the country, especially here in New Hanover County. We're we're listed as one of the top 10 bellwether counties across the country. As New Hanover goes, so does the rest of the country. Josie, you are one of four candidates, and we've got to get all four of you elected to make some change on the school board. Before we let you go, we want to talk about your event that's coming up at the end of August. Tell us what's happening. Yeah, I decided to do a back to school bash. I know um, as a teacher, I spent a lot of money out of my own pocket on supplies. And so my kids go to a Title I school, Wrightsboro Elementary, and I reached out to the principal and I said, can I collect supplies that we can give to the teachers and have for the students? Um, Because teachers are not alone. Um, I'm a parent who, although I'm questioning and pushing back and demanding accountability, I want to see our kids be successful. And so, you know, having the basics 
of having school supplies and getting that is important to me. So on August 28th at Longleaf Park from one to three, we'll be collecting school supplies. We'll have some music, some story time, snacks. I'll have a station to write notes to your teacher for the first day of school. And we'll have some goodie bags for staff that stop by. But this will be, you know, an event just to hear about who I am as a candidate. And what I want to see happen and how I want to see it um, it be done. And so um, I encourage everybody to come out. Bring your kids. My kids will be there. Um, and they'll be close to the splash pad. It'll be at Pavilion 4. <laughs> Um, so if you want to bring your swimsuit for your kids to let them run and play and it's, you know, it's caged in over there. So it's m- makes it easy to concentrate a little bit, but it's just a really an opportunity to meet candidates because I was not into politics. I did not know who's who or what's what. And so I want people to know this is my community too. My kids are at parks. My kids are at the pool and doing different things. And um, I support our teachers, but I also, I want to see schools to thrive academically. And so I'm going to continue to look for solutions to do that, as well as, um, you know, respond to needs when our schools have them. How can people find out more about who you are? So I have a website, Josie, J-O-S-I-E for schools.com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. And so you can read there, but feel free. Um, my contact information is out there. You can email me or call my phone number that's on there. And I will be happy to talk with you about any questions you might have. You can always go to the newhanovergop.org website. And we've got links to Josie's, all of her stuff there on the site. So you don't even have to worry about writing all that stuff down. You can just click and go. Josie Barnhart, all the best for you. I'm going to give you the last word. Thank you so much. I I appreciate being here and having conversations because what I was most frustrated about as a parent um, was feeling like we were not being heard and not being able to hear the full side of the story. So as I've been leading in my campaign, I really wanted to put the emphasis back on what I want to see come out of schools, and that's quality academics for all, and that's supporting our staff, supporting our parents, because ultimately when we work together, that's when our students are going to be successful. You can find out more about Josie and all of our candidates by visiting the New Hanover County Republican page at newhanovergop.org. Republicans do have the answers to the challenges we face here in New Hanover County, our great state of North Carolina, and this wonderful nation of the United States. Check us out today and see what we can do for a brighter tomorrow. On behalf of Josie Barnhart, our chairman will connect and the entire Republican Party of New Hanover County, I am Rule Sample. Thank you for listening.